0: Father, even as we have sung, you are our strength. You are our hope. Father, without you, we confess we can do nothing. Nothing, O Lord. The strength of man will fail in the day of battle. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we confess this evening, O Lord, that we trust in the name of our God. And in the name of our God, we lift up our banners. O oh Lord, as the whole hymn writer said, did we in our own strength confide, our striving will be failing. We are not the right man by our side, the man of God's own choosing. Does ask who might that be. Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Shabbat is name, age to age the same. For He must win every battle for us in this life; otherwise, we will fail. And therefore, we confess, O oh Lord, I confess our my need of You this evening, and all of us we confess our need of You. And therefore, we have come, O oh Lord, humbling ourselves so that we can learn of You. Anoint us afresh this evening. Grant us ears to hear. Eyes to see. What the spirit of the Lord. Is trying to express. In this last hour of time. And grant us willingness to obey. Thank you father. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus name. Amen. This week is the week of Passover. And traditionally. In all mainline churches and church, they follow Good Friday. And for our church, we don't follow that for whatever. I mean, we we don't judge anybody. Um, But it's good to remind ourselves every year as to during this time of Lent, the suffering servant. And it was one of the most incredible chapters in the Bible. We know the chapter which is the... Which heralds the gospel in some sense. You need to understand it's the volume of the book which is written about me. He told the Pharisees, you tell, you say that in your scriptures you have eternal life, but that is speaking about me. You don't miss me. Don't miss me. The entire Old Testament is pointing towards Christ and one man of God, he was asked to uh, come to a church he was invited to a church for during this passion week and he was asked to take a bible study every every day from monday onwards till friday and uh, he said okay fine now, on the cross he said okay fine i'm coming and the preacher asked him and the, the, the guy who was inviting him asked him can you give me five titles for your messages i want to know what you're preaching on uh on 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 each day um he said okay fine genesis day one genesis uh, exodus day two Uh, Leviticus day 3, Numbers day 4, and Deuteronomy day 5. And he said, no, 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 I'm asking you for titles. Can you just tell me the title of the messages that you're preaching on on this Passion Week? He said, yeah, Genesis day uh, 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 1, Exodus day 2, Leviticus day 3, Numbers uh, and Deuteronomy, and day 4 and day 5 respectively. He said, what are you talking about? He said, don't you see? Don't you see Genesis chapter 22 when... Isaac was being taken on the mountain. He was about 30 years old. I don't know when it's figurative, right? On the third day, he he rose again. But on the first day, he died. Don't you know? Exodus? Exodus, yeah. He was a Passover lamb that was slain. Forget Leviticus, we'll come to Numbers. As Moses put up the bronze altar, and everybody who sees it will be saved. And if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. And what about Deuteronomy? Cursed is the man who hangs on a tree. And what about Leviticus? Don't you know on chap- in Leviticus chapter 16, on the day of atonement, the high priest goes into the most holy place and offers blood. He sacrifices one goat, takes the blood and sprinkles the blood and he can, he comes out as soon as he can because otherwise he might be stricken dead and then he Lays hands on the other goats and he and he transfers the entire sin of the people onto the onto the scapegoat and he makes him go on into the wilderness. Don't you know that Jesus is our scapegoat? Five titles: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Everything pointing toward the suffering servant and the subsequent glories. So, today we'll talk about, I want want to briefly, in my limited faith, no one should prophesy beyond the measure of faith that God has given. It's an attempt that I'm making for the first time and I ask God, Lord, who's sufficient for these things? But this is something which has been, in my heart, Isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 onwards. I'm not going to go into the entire psalm, into entire, entire discourse from 52, 13 to 53. 12, there are 15 verses and I would really encourage my dear brothers and sisters to memorize them and start meditating upon them. Who's sufficient for these things? So pray, even as we meditate on Isaiah chapter 52, on the, on the servant, the suffering servant, may the Lord speak to our hearts. So I titled my message, Behold my servant, that is capital M please, that is not small m. That is my servant, my servant. Let's read from verse 1 onwards, of, verse 13 onwards of chapter 52. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. Other translations, act wisely. Other translations will succeed, will be successful. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. Can you imagine? My servant will be exalted. And this is what Isaiah is being inspired. Okay, He's being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write verse 1, verse 13. And he says, Behold, my servant will be exalted. He'll be extolled. And the very next verse, his visage will be marred. Hey, what is this contrast? How can you be exalted and extolled and your visage be marred? What is he talking about? So his visage was marked more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Boy. Kings shall shut their mouths at him. For what had not been told them, they shall see. And what they had not heard, they shall consider. Who has believed our report? (laughs) You see... Look, look it's it's like a sine wave. I mean, if you know, uh, 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 it's like going up to the top of a mountain and then coming back to the valley. Going to the top of the mountain, coming back to the valley. Going to the top of the mountain, it's like he's exalting him and then he's talking something completely contradictory to exaltation. Who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Excuse me. And as a root out of dry ground, he has, some some translations, no stately form. (laughs) Oh, he's a king, right? He's going to be exalted. We thought he's going to have some kind of a stately form. No comeliness, other translations, no majesty. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we did when and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows; yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Look at this contrast here: a man of sorrows. Acquainted with grief. But whose sorrows? Whose grief? Next verse. Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Oh boy. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And verse 6 will say, all we like sheep, we are going astray. Point here though is, look at this verse 1. Sorry, verse 13, and we'll go there. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently, act wisely, will succeed. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. You need to understand, what is this? Semi-colon, yeah. <laughs> semi-colon, semi-colon. I went to Canada, I got messed up. Semi-colon, India, semi-colon, and Canada, okay. Semi-colon. Behold, my servant shall succeed. Act wisely. Semi-colon, he will be exalted. You need to understand, the Old Testament prophets, no, they used to see like in a glass, okay, very, you know, very uh, opaque kind of a glass. They never used to understand. Okay? This guy, a servant, he's going to be the Messiah? Messiah is going to be cut off? Come on. Messiahs don't die. They don't suffer. That's what Peter will say. Of this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired diligently, searching what kind of person and time, the spirit of Christ in them was predicting or was indicating when he, that is the spirit of Christ, predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves. But who are they serving? You and me. Through those things who have been announced by the gospel, by those who preach the gospel to you. By the Holy Spirit which was sent down from heaven, things into which angels desire to look into. Mystery. And all being revealed, you know what? From this point A to point B. From being a suffering from us from being my servant who would act wisely how is he going to act wisely he is going to be performing the will of god and then he will be exalted and what is the will of god for him you know theologians call it scriptural interpolation what is scriptural interpolation if you want to understand something between two points in scripture add more scripture in the middle as much of scripture as possible to understand the whole context. Interpolate it with scripture so that you'll get the whole thing. In other words, add something between the semicolon and he so that you'll understand what's going on. Getting the picture? So let me see how we can add it. Let's add. Okay. Philippians chapter 2, verses 7 to 9. See that? But emptied himself... By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him. You know what is happening over here? How did he act wisely? He acted wisely in that he chose the path of God to him to succeed. You understand? Everybody? You need to understand something. The word for acting wisely comes from the Hebrew word shakal. When does it appear first in the Bible? Ah, there you go, Peter. Peter, you're a good student of the word of God. I like The way you do it. So let's see what happens. Genesis chapter, before you go there. Genesis chapter 11 verses 3 to 4. Look at what it says. And they said one to another, go to, go to, let us make brick and bring them, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime. They had for mortar. And they said, go, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. In other words, let us, instead of taking the path of God, let us take our own path and become great. And then, Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, Avram, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land which I will show thee. I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make your name great and thou shall be a blessing. I will do it my way. The word shakal, when does it come for the first time in the Bible? Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight—notice that word—I love these words these days. No, delight, desire, delight, desire. Okay, keep that in your mind. Okay, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a del- and it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise—the word is shakal—to make one successful apart from God. To to get you exalted apart from God. So that you will have the glory for yourself. She took of its fruit. Ate. And she also gave some to her husband. Who was with her. And he ate. One of the things after I have come to full time ministry. One of the things I have observed Every time I prepare a message, honestly, I want to be honest with you. It's a tension because, Lord, you know what? You have these degrees on your side. But when you come to the Lord, everything is foolishness. Unless He reveals Himself to you, you cannot even say one word. Romans chapter 3 will say, what What then becomes of our boasting? It is excluded by what law? The law of works? No, 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 no. By the law of faith. By the law of faith. Faith takes away every boasting. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the rich man boast in his strength. Let not the uh, boast in his riches. Let not the strong man boast in his strength. But let him boast that he knows me. And Paul will say, I don't want to boast in anything in the cross of Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Boasting has to be excluded. Only when boasting is excluded from our life, then God will be glorified. Then God will be exalted. That is how he exalts us. That is a path. So first thing I want to see in this passage, I see a commandment. Do you see commandments? Do you love commandments? Commandment is a light. Law is life. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. When I looked at your commandments, I cherished it and I said, I want to take it to myself. I want to obey it. I want to enjoy it. Do you enjoy commandments? Do you see commandments in scripture? You do not see commandments because you think commandments are burdensome. But if you love the Lord, you will seek commands and then you will say, you know what, Lord, I want to obey that. I want to fulfill that. And I want to get rid of everything in my life which will cause me to stop from enjoying the commandment. I love commandments. Not in my flesh. (laughs) Don't mistake me. No, 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 not in my flesh. I say, Lord, enable me to love your commandments. And in my spirit, that's the reason why. You know what Paul says? I delight in my mind after the commandment. But the, in my flesh, there is a spirit which is contrary. In in the inner man, I want to. Des- I desire to do His will. But there is something else which is contrary, which is always working contrary to the will of the law of the spirit inside my heart. I don't want to conquer that. I want to conquer that. Therefore, do you see a commandment? Let me see what the commandment is. Let's see what the commandment is. Behold who? My servant. You know what? When I saw that, I said, you know what? That's a commandment. Behold. What do you mean behold? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Peter. Behold. See him. It's a commandment. How do we obey this commandment? Unless God helps us to obey the commandment. Therefore, there's a prayer we pray. What is the prayer that we pray? Ephesians chapter 1 verses 16 to 18. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What is the prayer? And I'm telling you, honestly, if you have a struggle to pray, I'm going to show you some prayers from the scripture today. Because pastor has been preaching about praying. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. I pray that what? God will give you the knowledge of his will and give you all wisdom and spiritual understanding to fulfill his will. And that is my prayer for you. That's what he tells the Colossian church. And I was uh, sitting alongside Raj the other day and I was saying, I wish he's going to go to the other side. Because that, that very morning I was listening to all kinds of prayers Paul was praying through scripture. Honestly, you know what? You come prepared to the class. You will enjoy the word. You know that you enjoy the word. You know, I, I'm going to teach you how to be a connoisseur of the word of God. The word connoisseur means meaning in, in Telugu means Rasikudu. What do you mean by Rasikudu? I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. People eat. People eat, and they just eat. Some people enjoy. Okay, you go to a restaurant. You order for something? You don't know what is going inside, but you just eat. But there's a connoisseur. You know, it's it's translated as a miktam of David. Psalm 16. It's called the miktam of David. It's got uncertain root. But you need to understand, the Telugu Bible translates it in a very beautiful way. It says, you know what? Psalm 16. Oh! Oh! How David enjoyed the spirit, how he enjoyed the word you know some people da, 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 eat you know some how some people eat salt a little on the higher side, but that 's good it 's going good with this, and then the sour awesome and the and the and the onions not highly fried very very little fried it 's like just semi-fried onions and I can taste the crunching onion in my, in my mouth. You know what has happened? The taste buds in your tongue has been expanded to enjoy the taste. You know, whenever I go to every pastor's conference, people come to me and I say, Vijay, one thing, you enjoy the word. I say, brother, you know what? My taste buds have expanded. I don't tell them, but I just tell in my heart. You don't know. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know when I hear the word. I just take it and I, there's so many things in my mind. They just begin to fall into place. And I say, and I get a picture and I say, wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. Do you want that? Pray. I'm going to teach you some prayers to enjoy that way. Let's see that. That the God of our Father Jesus, of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding should be enlightened. You cannot obey any commandment of God except by the Spirit of God. You understand that? Even the command to behold. I told you, right? Everybody sees, but not everybody sees. Some people have this have the sight of bhima, some people have the sight of Dronacharya, <laughs> some people have not Dronacharya of Dhritarashtra and some people have the sight of Arjuna. Oh, they see, not everybody sees, only a few people see. Who are those people who see and why, what stops people from beholding, from seeing? We'll talk, we'll talk about that. That you may know what is the hope of His calling. And what the riches. <laughs> Do you see the word riches? Think about it, no? Just in, in the physical, a uh, Mercedes, I mean, Pastor shared the beautiful joke in the morning. My wife, I, I want to see my mother, see my wife giving my daughter diamond bangles in my Mercedes car in the front, in front of my mansion. That is physical riches. Do you see spiritual riches that way? Do you see words? Do you see revelation? Do you see brothers? Do you see sisters as riches? Do you see songs and hymns and expressions of worship as riches? Do you see prayer as riches? Oh, that is, that is a different ballgame altogether. We call it, we're talking about people who enjoy God in a different realm altogether. Do you want that kind of an enjoyment? do you have that kind of a craving? What stops you? First thing, how do I know? See, the commandment, John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we, other translations will say, we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and full of truth. John's gospel chapter 1 verse 14 and then 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. That which was from the beginning. What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we looked upon, what our our hands have handled. That is what we declare to you. You see how tangible, you know what it tells me? When you read scripture, John Piper gives this beautiful example. He says, when you read scripture, over a period of time, even as you read the print and the lines and everything disappear. And then what emerges is the Spirit of God speaking about His Son. And you begin to fall in love with Him. Because what does the Spirit of God do? He teaches you all truth. He takes what is of me and He will reveal it to you. And you begin to fall in love with Him. More and more and more. And you say, Lord, speak to me, Lord, more. And let me enjoy you more, Lord. And it doesn't happen naturally, by the way. You need to fight for that. How do I know that I've seen him? <laughs> How do I know that I've seen him? <laughs> Peter gives us a beautiful example. He says, you know what he says? He says, he tells you, he tells us, you know, he says, you guys are jealous of us, right? You're jealous of me because I saw Jesus. I handled him. I loved him. I saw him. I was a witness to his sufferings. I was a witness to his life. I was a witness to his miracles. That's what Thomas, Jesus told Thomas, you saw me and you believed. Blessed are those who do not see me and yet believe me. Look at what Peter says in First Peter chapter 1. This is an awesome verse. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse said, whom having not seen you love. You didn't see him then, but you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe. And how do you know that you saw him? You are, you are rejoicing. With joy unspeakable. Which is full of glory. You know what it tells me? You spend time in God's presence. And you will enjoy Him. And when you come out of that presence. There, there will be a visible display of joy in your, on your face. There will be. There will be. There will be. And I, and I don't understand why. I, I, know, I understand now. Now why, why many believers have a long face. You know why? Because they do not spend time in God's presence. They don't. When they have seen Him they will love him and they will believe in him and what happens there is joy inexpressible joy full of glory whatever that means I don't know I have no idea what that means what do you mean where, where, where have you heard this expression joy which is full of glory what does it mean I don't know I have no idea but I say Lord I want to experience it whatever it is I don't know but I want to experience it how do I know that I see him, I have joy. I have joy. You know, I have tears. I hear something. I listen to something. I read something. And it quickens my mind. And it tells me about a particular attribute of God. And I say, Lord, wow, God, this is awesome. And you know what happens? Invariably, you go into worship. And sometimes into tears. And sometimes into tears. Into tears. 1st Peter chapter 1 verse, do you want to enjoy that kind of, do you want to see that, do you see God that that way, what hinders us from seeing him that way, why do I not see him is a question, Matthew chapter 13, pastor was talking about the parable of the sower last Wednesday, 13 to 16, therefore speak to them in parables because they see, they seeing, see not, hearing, hear not, neither do they understand, and in them is fulfilled the prophet, the prophecy of Isaiah which saith, by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand. Seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed cross. And their ears are full of, are dull of hearing. Their eyes have been closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and they should understand with their, what? Heart. See that? And should be converted, and I should heal them. It is a matter of the heart. Why do I not see him? Matthew chapter 15 verse 7. You hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy prophesy about you saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, And honoreth me with their lips, But their heart is far from me. What about the heart? What about the heart? Let's read this. Heart is a desire factory. (laughs) It's creating affections in your... There are affections, there are directions. I'm going to talk about... Directions. I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about directions. I'm going to talk about what the heart produces. It is a factory. Do you know that? A desire factory. Uh Let's see, Psalm thirty-seven verses three to four. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the Desires of your heart, at the desire factory, your heart. But in your, for your heart to be having the desires of God, to see God, you should delight yourself in Him, you see. Mm-hmm. Another place. This is awesome, this. I love this verse. I love this verse. Just look at this. And the Lord, <laughs> what? Direct your hearts. <laughs> it's got directions. <laughs> Is getting directed towards that person, that job, that career, that country. You see, it's got directions, and and the and Paul is praying. He says, "You know what? I'm praying. You know, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm giving you a benediction. I'm giving you a benediction. Think about the benediction. He's commending the Thessalonian church. You guys are awesome. Okay, you guys are great, but." I want to bless you with this. May the Lord direct your hearts. Because I see the directions of your heart. Where? Direct your hearts. Let me just circle that. Into the love of God. Just stop, stop there. And into the patient waiting of Christ. Ah. Why are things not happening? Why are things not happening? Patient waiting of Christ. Into let your hearts be directed into the love of God. Let your hearts be directed into the patient waiting of Christ, in spite of the fact that He is still not coming. Oh Lord, when is Your coming, Lord? Maranatha, Lord, but still, Lord, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You know why? As Peter says, First, Second Peter, chapter three. The patience of God is what? Is what? Salvation. 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 Into the patient waiting for Christ. You know what? The longer he delays. You know, I remember this movie. Long those, those days I used to watch Telugu movies, shameless fellow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the title of the movie, okay? Uh, so, ah. Uh, Ms. Raju, okay. <laughs> well, fine, but okay. in the movie, okay, this uh, this the competition between two girls for this guy, affection for this guy, and this guy truly loves this girl, and she also loves him. And there's another rich girl who loves this guy for his riches. And something happens, and she is jealous of this relationship, and she brings some kind of a division, and this guy goes off. I mean, this girl just goes off, okay. And that girl comes to him and says, you know, that girl is a passing cloud. I'm here for good. And he looked at him and he says, do you really love me? Yeah, I really love you. Will you wait for me? Yeah, of course I'll wait for you. How long will you wait for me? Two years? Yeah, sure. Two years, why not? Ten years? Oh, sure. Twenty-five years? And you know what he says? I know that she really loves me. You know why? Because she's going to wait for me however long. But you will not. I said, boy, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Because scoffers are going to come in the last days. You know what they will say? Where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of his coming? Everything is going the way that it's, it's going. Where is? They will scoff. They will mock. They will ridicule us. Will we endure? Will we still wait for him? Do we love him that way? Is our hearts being directed into the patience, Patient waiting for Christ? Think about it. Think about it, saints. Think about it. A lot of young people, no? You want to finish your work successfully? For the Lord, ask God to direct your heart. To direct your heart. He said the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. He he directs his course. But what about your heart? What about your heart? Is it in the hands of the Lord? Can he direct it whichever way he pleases? And you will submit and succumb or not succumb. You will enjoy the decisions that he's taking on your behalf. Because he's directing your hearts. Heart. That is our factory. Another place. Jude chapter 1 verses 20 to 21. But you beloved. Building up yourselves on the most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto eternal life. That is the reason why you know what. Paul will say, he will render to everyone according to his works, who by patience in doing well, seek for glory, seek for honor, seek for immortality, he will give eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, you know what it says? He They do not obey the truth. Automatically, when you do not obey the truth, you will obey unrighteousness. You know what? There, what is there? There is wrath and fury. Tribulation and anguish to everyone who does evil. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Glory, honor and peace to everyone who does good. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Why? Because it is not the hearers of the law who are justified. It is the doers keep yourselves in the love how do you keep yourselves in the love of god by building up yourself that is how you keep yourself in the love of god in other words my dear brothers and sisters you need to do something in order for you to keep yourself in the love of god something has to be done it's a very interesting thing you know work out your salvation with fear and trembling and the next verse let me hear let me hear you let me hear you work out your salvation with fear and trembling so, somebody said that again? Say that again? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. No, 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 no. It is not. It is God. It is for, it is God who works in you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because God works in you to do and to desire his will for his pleasure. See, it's a mystery. You work out because He is working. You work hard because he is working inside of you. Keep yourself. Build up yourself. Fire yourself up. In other words, take every opportunity and say, Lord, my heart is growing cold a lot. Let's, let the, you know, that prayer. No, don't let my heart grow cold because it says in the love of many in my, in the last days, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 24 verse 12 will say, love of many will grow cold. Many will be lovers of pleasure than lovers of God. Lovers. It's a it's a desire of your heart. Next verse, Romans chapter six, verse seventeen. But God be thanked. Who who be thanked? But God be thanked, not you be thanked, Romans, let God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you obeyed from the heart that form of teaching which was delivered to you. You started delighting in the word of God. That is the reason why Peter will say, as newborn babies desire the pure spiritual milk of the word of God, so that you will grow up into salvation. It doesn't stop there. What does it say? If indeed you have what? Tasted that the Lord is good. You see, you have tasted something has happened. You became born again and you started drinking that milk and you, and you just took one sip and you said, Hmm, this is awesome. It's good. I didn't like it before, but boy, this is good. And then you drink more. Oh boy, it's awesome. God is good. And you did you remember the first days when you were born again and you, how you started devouring the word of God and you started reading it? I remember I came back from, from camp and I I got, I got saved and I used to read the word of God. It was enough. One verse was sufficient to make me cry. I should read one verse. I I say, Lord, thank you, Lord. You're so good. Next verse. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. It was crying. I was desiring. I was just gobbling up the word of God. I was tasting that the Lord is good. God be thanked. God be thanked. And men of God who create that, 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 that appetite for the word of God. Who show you, New taste buds who enjoy it. And you say, boy, Lord, I love this, Lord. My desires. So there was therefore prayer number one. Shall we pray this prayer? Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their hearts. In their inward parts. Write it on the tables of their heart. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Oh, they will delight to do my ways. I will cause them, I will write it on their minds and cause them to walk. And you know what you should pray? Lord, you promised this, right? You promised it, right? Lord, write it. That's what Paul will say. We are ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. You are our epistle. Not written with ink, but written with the Holy Spirit on the tables of your heart. You are. I don't need any commendation and, and letters of recommendation. I see you. You are my letter. You are my glory. He tells the Thessalonians, you know what? When I go to God that day, use my glory. You are my glory. You are my epistle. You know what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, we are saved by faith, sorry, by grace, through faith, not of works, lest anybody should boast. And the next word, we are God's Workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which he has prepared before the world began so that we will walk in them. You know what that means? You know what it says? We are God's workmanship. What is the word workmanship? Poema. We are God's poem. And he's writing a poem, a beautiful poem. I love poems. Oh, I love hymns. (laughs) I'm revelling in them. <laughs> I'm revelling in hymns. The other day, a speaker came to me uh, on WhatsApp and he said, Pastor, how are you doing? I said, boy, I'm enjoying. I'm revelling in the word of God. And he said, Pastor, you make me jealous. I love your choice of words. Revelling. I want to come back soon. I said, come back, come back, come back. Come <laughs> back. I'm revelling. Do you revel? You see, poems? Poems are beautiful. Kalam hai mere pas? He says, it's a very, very beautiful way to say, I love you. And God is writing poems. He's inscribing every poem. And, and he says, you know what? You are a poem. You are a poem. You are a poem. And all together will become one symphony that day. One symphony. Every tribe, every nation will be singing. Oh boy. You want to be a part of that poem? That expression of God through you. That is unique. Nobody else can fulfill it. Somebody of you are looking at me and saying, Vijay, is that possible? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know, brothers and sisters. This is an experience. I'm only creating desire. or hope I'm creating a desire. Hmm. That's prayer number one. Prayer number two. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 6. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. And the heart of your offspring. You see? It's all about the heart. So that you will love the Lord your God. What you may... No, 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 no. He will bend your will to love him. That's what we... If you're willing, that's what the last message was, right? If you're willing, are you willing? Lord, I'm willing. But you don't know how, how much you're willing. God knows how much you're willing. But you say, Lord, circumcise my heart, Lord. Circumcise. That's why he says. We glory in tribulations. Why? Tribulation works perseverance. Perseverance works proven character. Proven character works hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us. He gives the Holy Spirit. That is the reason why he says he is a Jew. Who is one inwardly. And circumcision is a matter of the heart. Which is by the Spirit. Not of the letter. Whose praise is not from men but from God. It's possible saints. It's possible to experience that in our own hearts at some level. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to become uh, Apostle Paul in a day. No, 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 no. But in the own level you can enjoy, you can enjoy God. Prayer number three. I love this prayer. You know what, Psalm 119. How I love your law. It is your meditation all my day, all the day. Your precepts, your statutes, your judgments, your testimonies. I love them. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How many verses? 175 verses. How many did I say? Hey, you got your math wrong. No, 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 no. I didn't get my math wrong. 175 verses. And the reason for those 175 verses... Is word one, verse one seventy six. Let me don't turn your Bibles. Let there be suspense. Let's see what happens over there. I'm reading from verse one seventy three onwards, just to get continuity. Okay, let thine hand help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I have longed thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live and shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. And he's saying, O oh Lord, I delight. I do this. I love your law. 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 Why? One seventy six. You know how he's signing off. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, O Lord, for I do not forget your commandments. Oh boy! Prone to wander? Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for the courts above. You see that? That is David. And that is the reason why it's called God, man after God's own heart. He said, David, I know you love it and you also acknowledge that you are a lost sheep. And unless I seek you, unless I seek you, you will not be able to fulfill what I've called you for. Oh boy, that is prayer three. So do we see? Continuously pray this and you will see. (laughs) In some measure. These are only... Ways of experiencing God. I'm telling you honestly. You see, my entire perspective of salvation changed in a paradigm way in in the beginning of this year. You know, salvation, we've been told in several places, no? Salvation from the penalty of sin, right? Yeah? Salvation from the power of sin. Penalty of sin, that means the sins that we have committed in the past, we need to be justified freely. So we've been justified by His blood freely. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Salvation from the power of sin where God enables us to overcome sin in our lives every day. Through the way of the cross. Which is the way of foolishness. And then finally, those whom he has justified, them also he has what? Glorified. There's going to be a salvation from the presence of sin. That means we'll be taken away to a different realm. There'll be no sin. There'll be no tears. There'll be no pain. There'll be no sorrow. Nothing. Free from temptation from the presence of sin. But you know what? In order for you to move from the salvation of the power of sin to the salvation of the presence of sin, something else in your life has to be overcome. You know what that is? The salvation from the pleasure of sin. Because there is pleasure in sin for a season, but after that is what death. And you need to constantly keep asking God, Lord, I want to enjoy these pleasures and these pleasures are, are required pleasures, Lord. I want to please you. I want to please you. I want to enjoy you. The way to overcome the pleasure of sin is to replace the pleasure of sin by the pleasure of enjoying God. See, I'll tell you something. One of the greatest pleasures I have is when I come to the pulpit and I have delivered my heart out. I enjoy that. It never happens all the time, honestly. You might think differently, but you may say, oh Vijay always is giving a fired up sermon, but I know when I go back home, telling, mm, I didn't really enjoy that lot. but there are certain times when I really enjoy it. And you know what, the Lord told me some sometime back through another servant of God, he said, you know what Vijay, you want to enjoy that? You need my anointing. You need my anointing for that? You need to ensure that you keep your slate clean and the vessel that I'm going to use to proclaim my word has to be pure. Has to be pure. If you, unless you're pure. Why did Jesus, why was Jesus anointed? He was anointed by the oil of gladness above all his fellows because he loved righteousness and he hated iniquity. And he said, you know what, Vijay, You want to have that power and the anointing from the pulpit. You need to enjoy and love righteousness and hate wickedness. And you know what I said, Lord, I can't do it unless you give me. Yes, you humble yourself and incrementally, slowly I will replace all those pleasures that you have for sin with my pleasure for righteousness. And you will see the difference when you come to the pulpit. You want to be effective ministers for the word of God, my dear brothers and sisters? You don't want to be ashamed of the gospel? Like Paul was never ashamed of the gospel. He said, I am under obligation to the Jews and to the barbarians, to the wise and to the unwise. And as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to those who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is a power of God unto salvation. And I dare not speak of anything except what the Lord has wrought through me. Romans chapter 15 verse 18. That has been, I'm, I'm not saying I've arrived don't ever mistake me, but you know what I'm slowly asking God, Lord, change my desires change my desires, enable me to enjoy, enjoy loving righteousness and hating wickedness so that I can enjoy him I can truly enjoy him next, what I see I have gone astray like a lost sheep Isaiah 52 verse 15 so shall he sprinkle many nations. What the next thing that hinders us from enjoying God and seeing him. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths. For what had not been told them, they shall see. And what they shall they had not heard, they shall consider. Romans chapter 15 verses 20 to 21. Paul is using the exact same quotation from Isaiah. Of course, he's using the Septuagint translation. And you see, you need to understand something, okay? You see... Romans chapter 3, Paul will say something very interesting. He says, what is the advantage of the Jew? What is the value of circumcision? Much in everywhere. Why? To them have been entrusted what? 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 The oracles of God. You know what? The Jews have been entrusted with the scriptures and you know how incredible, what an incredible job they have done. Incredible job of preserving scripture. Awesome. Several hundred years before Christ, 70 prophets, 70 Jewish scholars came together and they translated the entire Hebrew Old Testament into Greek, which we call the Septuagint. And thank God for Septuagint. And because of that, so many prophecies in Daniel were authenticated. You know why? Because every one of those prophecies was fulfilled before Jesus came. What authentication? Because... Of these faith, and I tell you something. I love my Christian heritage. Sometimes I really love it. I really love it. Hon- honestly, I love my, my 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 parents teaching me hymns in the uh, when I went to ch- when we had family devotions. I love that Christian heritage. They preserve that in whatever way, in their own ways. They have done it to the best of their abilities, and I never ever want to take that for granted. Why did I, why did I say that? Just because Paul is going to not quote from the Hebrew text, he's going to quote from the Septuagint here. Romans chapter 15 verses 20 to 21. And thus I make it an ambition. What is my ambition? To preach the gospel. You know something? You start desiring God. One thing will happen the moment you see God. What happened to Isaiah? Who will go for me? Who will go for me? And what did he say? Lord. me, Lord. the mark of a guy who's been truly saved he has a desire inside of him to share his faith with as many people as he can you understand you know how i know eric is awesome no i mean i enjoy that brother i always tell him eric you are god's expression I love it. You know what? Remember the sermon that he preached? I was the one who gave the title. Okay. Balance the equation. Because it was kind of mathematical. So I liked it. So you know what I told him, Eric? I, I, I I look at Eric's life, no? The moment he got converted, he was radical. He had this desire inside of him to share the gospel everywhere. Remember how he used to print out the transcripts? Go to different, different places and just share as many as he can. I used to just look at him and I'd be ashamed. I said, Lord, I don't do it as much as I'm supposed to. I want to ask you this question, my dear brothers and sisters. I mean, you don't have to really preach the gospel. But do you seek for opportunities to share what God has done in your life? That's very important. Or are you so saturated with your own self? My problems, my problems, my problems, my problems. Look at what he says. Romans chapter 15 verse 20 to 21. he look at the ambition of Paul. You see, the moment you start delighting in God, you have ambitions according to his will. You want to fulfill the purpose for which he has created you. You want to fulfill that. And you will take whatever it takes and you say, Lord, what is my will? What is my will? What is, what is your will in my life? I want to seek it. I want to seek it. And my man of God said, there are two incredible discoveries you'll make in your life. The way that you got saved is the first discovery. The second discovery, your unique purpose in the body of Christ. The day that you discover it, boy, your life will change. Your ambitions will change. Your desires will change. Because what he says, I make it an ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ had been. Named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. Boy, I mean this guy is copyright guy, okay? He doesn't want to plagiarize. <laughs> but as it is written, those who have never been told to him will, will see, of him, of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. Think about it, no? So many of us come from non-Christian backgrounds. Do we have a heart for them? Do we have a heart for them? Do we we really have a heart for them? Do we weep when we see their foolishness? Do we go on our knees and cry out for them? Another thing I want to ask is, do we delight? You know, this is, look at this verse. He shall sprinkle Many nations. You know, our country is actually made of many nations, actually. I, I shared this joke, I mean, shared this experience, not a joke, quite some time back when I was doing my masters, I went to a place called Kanpur. Okay. Kanpur, is in North India and the university, all people from all country, all, all around the country will come. And, and, and I'm sure it happens in every central university. Every, every person from every, I mean, people from all over the country, every state is represented. Gultis are a very strong lot in Telugu's. Okay. Telugu's are a very strong lot. Bengalis are strong. Malayalis are there and the Tamilians are there and the Oriyas are there and the Kannadigas are there. All kinds of people are there. Okay, the moment they come to the hostel, you know what happens? The, all the gultis will come and come and occupy one one wing. All the Bengalis will go to one wing. All the Kannadigas will go to another wing. Everybody gets isolated, and it is supposed to be called national integration. Okay, I, 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 and you and you know, guys from the Andhra, they can't speak a bit of Hindi. I, I, I remember one, one of my friends, my batchmates, he was, uh, unwell, okay, and he was, and he was admitted in the, in the, in the, in the, in a small hospital the, on campus. And the doctor was a Srivatsa from UP. And this guy's name is Danunjay. I used to call him Danu. And this guy comes to him, and the doctor comes to him, and he's resting there. And he came into him, and he looked at his report, and he said, Danu, kya bhai, Danu? Kya hale? And he looked at him, Hall 4 hai. Hostel number 4. And that has become a standing joke in our university. Kya haal hai Our guys will never integrate. <laughs> and when an election time comes, Namalu will come and say, Vijay, Guilty vote dila de yaar. Go out, speak to the guilties and get their vote for me. See? For many nations. For many nation saints. I like that. I'll tell you why I like that. Recently I got a call. One guy. He told me, you are a Telugu? I am a Telugu. We are one spirit. I didn't even call him brother. I said, so and so. When I came to Christ, I died to that. No gulti, no mallu, no bong. The middle wall of separation has been broken. You know, I enjoy Maharashtians. I speak your language. I like to learn your language. I enjoy, I enjoy mallus, I enjoy everybody. I enjoy... Peter and Sammy. I enjoy. Because I'm dead to that once I came to Christ. You see, that is the reason why many of them, we are not able to see because we still have our prejudices, you see. We still haven't integrated into the body of Christ. That is the reason why Paul will, Paul will come and say, some of them, some, some of you will say, I am of Kephas, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Christ. Is Christ divided. Boy, did Paul die for you? Are you dead to it, my dear brothers and sisters? Look at this. First Corinthians chapter nine, verses nineteen to twenty-two. For though I am free from all, <laughs> I have made myself a servant to all. That I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew. In other words, to the kosher, non-pig eating guys, I became a non-pig eater. So that I can win the Jews. To those who are under the law, I became as one under the law. Though not being myself under the law. Then I might win those who are under the law. Those who are outside the law, I became as one outside the law. Not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ. That I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak. Oh boy, I like that. I like that. That's been, that's been my testimony for the last few, few days, few weeks. When I've become, I've started the summer camp, I have to become like a little child now. I have to teach Hebrew and pilgrim's progress to little children. And how should I become? Like a little child to experience. You know what? How, what, what converted me? What changed my perspective? Well, I was listening to a sermon by a man of God and he said, would to God that our six-year-olds will understand the word imputation. And the moment I heard that, I started crying and I was thinking about Abigail, okay? I was thinking about Abigail. I was like, Lord, she's six years old, Lord. And how come I heard that message that day, okay? six. I said, Lord, boy, what a psyche it would be that she would be saved this year. And you, do you think that they don't understand? I've been teaching them Pilgrim's Progress. You should see the reaction that they have. I've just finished three classes of Pilgrim, or two classes of Pilgrim's Progress. Abhigal is saying, Papa, when is the burden going to come off, Papa? When is the burden going to come off? How do you explain pliable? Oh, I tried my best. You know what? One six and a half year old. Gave me an answer. You know what who pliable is? One who does nothing by himself. You always need somebody to push him. That is the answer I got. You think that they don't understand? You know what? You should become a weak to those who are weak so that you can win them. Boy, they understand. I have become all things to all people. By all means, I'm at safe zone. Yeah, I don't have prejudice. Think about it, no? I told, I told He said, please teach Hebrew. I said, you know, you can't afford me. <laughs> Imagine this doctor with this big brain. I have to teach young children. Come off it. You know, something I'm learning. The evil in my own heart. How I cannot tolerate little children. I can't. I can't. It's difficult for me to be all things for all people. I've been discovering that. I want to save them. So will I become like them? And that is the reason why you know what Jesus said. Get those children here. I love Pastor James. Oh, he just enjoys children. I said, Lord, I can't be like this. <laughs> this is impossible. Yeah, absolutely. It is impossible. Especially with you. Absolutely impossible. He goes, such an impatient guy. It's enough to snap you. I see, you know what? I see nations in them. I see nations. I shall make you a father of many nations. Not only to the circumcised, but also to the uncircumcised. <laughs> hey. Wanna become, do you wanna become weak? You know why you don't see? Because you don't want to be. You don't want to relate with, people, as the pastor was talking about. You want to fellowship with people who have the same spiritual resonance. We resonate and the bridge breaks. <laughs> you see? That's the problem with resonance. Too much of resonance, you have destruction. God has to teach us saints to become all things for all people. What it tells me is this. To become all things for all people, meaning in order for me to win them, how should I relate to children? Or how should I relate to younger sister? How should I relate to younger brothers? How should I relate to elder sisters? How should I relate to elder brothers? Every aspect of my life has to change. So if I'm an elder sister, how should I dress? So that I don't become a stumbling block for younger sisters. If I'm an elder brother, how should I speak so that I will not become a stumbling block to the younger brothers? If I am a younger brother, how should I relate to the elders? How should I treat them with respect? Even if they irritate me, I should still love them. You have that kind of a patience? That is the reason we don't see You know why we don't see? We can't see. You see, you should love your God with all of your heart, with all of your strength, with all of your mind. And then you should love what? Love your brother as yourself. You cannot love your brother. It's because you don't love God. You don't desire God. Because God can't speak his desires to you. Peter loved himself. And he said, even if everybody forsakes, I will not. He said, Peter, come off it now. I prayed for you, Peter. I prayed for you. Satan has asked permission to sift you as wheat, but I prayed that your faith will not fail you. But after you have been restored, strengthen your brothers, Peter. Strengthen them. Strengthen them, Brita. Do you love my sheep, Peter? Do you love? I'm sorry. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lambs, the little ones, the tender ones. For the weak I became a weak, that I might win the weak. I become all things to all people, that by all means I might have, might save some. And you know what, the the psalmist will quote this beautifully. Look at what it says in Psalm 16, verse 3. This is the mictum of David. davids He's a connoisseur, I told you, right? He's a connoisseur of spiritual things, what he says. He says, for as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. <laughs> I told I told Sam, I told the other day, so we were meditating on this, on, the, on I said, Sam, when I see God's work in your life, I said, that is a unique expression of, of God through your life. I enjoy it. When I see God working through your life, I enjoy the work of God through your life. When I see God's work through F- Eric, I enjoy the work of God through Eric. I love it. I love to see the spectrum in which God works. Awesome. 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 Do we delight in the work of the Lord in our brothers? Do we see when you start delighting in the Lord? You know there is no place for competition, no room for jealousy, no room for envy. You know what you'll see? That is awesome. That is that's a beautiful expression. I never even thought about it that way. Children teach you. Why expression of God through them? You'll be. I'm going to send reports. I'm going to show you how. I'm, I'm expecting for. Big things in the lives of our children. I told the Tuesday Bible study. I said I'm teaching to two 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 extremes in a, in the entire spectrum of the brotherhood. The veterans on Tuesday, and the babies <laughs> every other day. Boy, God is not stretching me. He's stretching me, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it, and it's going to be another spectrum very soon. Hopefully, do we delight? Do we delight? So if you cannot delight this way. Pray this prayer. Okay? Shall we pray? Let's pray. This is uh, Romans chapter 8, 1, verses 8 to 12. This is Paul. We'll, we'll skip that. Uh, every nation, every tribe, the last prayer. Prayer number 4. And this is what this prayer I was hoping, Pastor James, is not going to speak so that I have something to speak. Okay? This is prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 19. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of earth is named. Do you see that? That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in in a man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts, you see, by faith. And then, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the depth, what is the height, the multidimensional aspect of the love of God. The multi-dimensions. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh boy. Do you desire God, saints? That is the reason why Jesus came. So that He can change your desires. He can change your desires. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We thank you, we praise you, we worship you. Father, you're a good God, your mercy and yours forever. You're an awesome God. Boy, what a work you have wrought through your church. What a church you have wrought. And every nation will see on that day, O oh Lord, the peoples of this world who have not accepted you, they will see your church and they will say, what has God wrought on this earth? a set of people who are absolutely in love with their father and with the husband and love with each other. Grant us grace to that and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.